What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the full household of Allie, Amanda, Derek, and Genevieve. How's everyone doing? What's cracking? What's new? What's going on? What's up, sluts? <laughs> that seems Why'd a, you look at me when you said that? Some new office lingo. <laughs> Am I supposed to like allow not allow that i've been saying stuff like that a long time it's just you've been here the last couple times i've said it gotcha and it's just like just a check-in is everyone fine with that like i don't (laughs) blink twice if you need help i feel like everyone's fine with it okay ali says i think everyone's fine with it (laughs) right guys i think it's professional context it's all good yeah Yeah, and i'm like all right sluts you know (laughs) she's only saying it because it's true (laughs) is it appropriate i feel like i feel like i'm being set up yeah. Is it appropriate? No. Is it appropriate? No. Okay. Anyway, you said it. You said it very similarly. What? You were. You sounded like the button. You did a great job impersonating yourself. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for me. I am writing the grandparent high still. If you are lucky enough to have grandparents who are alive, give them a ring. You Phyllis, will feel better. Phyllis Pocket called me the other day. Oh. So I, I called her back and um, we had a nice little chat. That's so cute. Yeah. What what questions your does you like Phyllis ask you? Uh, just how am I doing? She's she's getting older. She's getting up there. Her memory is, you know, not what it was. So we try to keep it simple. Yeah, you know. I feel like my grandparents will like ask follow up questions on the most like random fit. Like they just like care about every detail of my life in a way that is like so kind. But like you know, like you'll just be talking, be like, oh yeah, you know, like I went out for dinner with friends and. They're like, how many friends? Like, did you get a reservation? Like, they'll just like really mm. hone in on something specific and go like Barbara Walters on me. And I'm not mad about it. See, that's nice because it's the it's better than I feel like oftentimes I have to I have to pull. I'm like, so it's Thursday. Ladies dinner tonight. Yeah. You excited for ladies dinner? Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Any Friday plans? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anything this weekend? No. OK. <laughs> for the listeners, Allie's doing some object work right now. <laughs> She's miming, pulling a rope. <laughs> there you go. All right. I, I told Phyllis some uh, some big news that I had. And so she was excited about that. That you're a slut. <laughs> she already knew that. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. That's right. You live together. We did. Yeah. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she knew. She would be up late knitting and i'd be you know coming home at like two in the morning and um i would download my nights with phyllis love that's so that's cute. really cute yeah did she judge you for it no i mean you know, I, I wasn't like crude i didn't like get mm. into the details of you know my escapades but i would talk to escapades? her about da- escapades i was Escap- joking i would yeah i talked to her about dates and stuff and cute. and 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 girls i like oh phyllis phyllis uh, we have an amazing episode for you today. Uh, Gina Kirschenheider uh, is with us. Gina from uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, which I recently started watching, and um, color me a fan. Yeah, I'm into it. I yeah. enjoyed it. It's silly. I started watching Real Housewives of New Jersey for whatever reason. It was, I guess, I wasn't as into this much as into those storylines of the most recent season. Just past one with maybe it's a season to season and storyline to storyline but I've, I've i've been enjoying this season of uh real housewives of orange county and uh we get into a, a lot of it with gina she you know she's very gracious with her answers talk some trash we get into the behind the some behind the scenes she didn't flinch with any question because yeah. i was looking i was looking through the footage and i was like she did not once give a she wasn't like i, I wish i, I should, could uh, say yeah. but whatever like it was direct answers every yeah, she, single she really time went for it yeah so a lot of fun with gina again on some pop culture topics 
What didn't we get into it, Gina? What else do we have? What's else going on in the world that we haven't covered with Gina? So something that we kind of touched on a little bit in pop, I believe this was when you were out of town, Nick, but Genevieve and I talked about Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Vampire. Love. There was a lot of speculation before it was released about who it was about. And Some, we were wrong. We we'll, were. We'll go on record. Who we did were you think wrong. it was about? We and many others, I will say, we thought it was we might have been about Taylor Swift. And that was about their Taylor feud. Swift? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Are they in a feud? Well, feud might be a, a strong word. A um, divide. And yes. But the lyrics were like other girls. But we didn't have the lyrics yet. We just knew the title. This we was knew before nothing. it was oh. released. We knew nothing. We were speculating. Yeah, because like listening to the lyrics, clearly about a boy. Yeah. So now people are saying it's about Zach Bia. Zach Bia. Yes. And we've been talking about this a little bit in the office. So I feel like we should bring it to the show as well. The idea of, especially in LA and cities like LA, professional friends it feels like when we were doing research on zach bia yeah yeah a, there was literally a google prompt that said how does zach bia know so many famous people yeah he might be a professional friend and they're always like these unique looking people i'll say oh Oof. What? that's oh. a nice way to put it it's like when someone shows you their newborn you're like hmm, oh, that's interesting that's a baby <laughs> that looks so wise. unique wow. yeah 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 uh yeah no la is a weird place i really like the song She's talking about a guy, but to me, she's more talking about a certain type of person in LA, which is very much, yeah, they're, I like the title, they're, they're bloodsuckers. They're, they use people and they are professional friends because what, you know, LA is a lonely place. You know, there's a lot of people who, who move from their communities to LA and, you know, they have a, you know, a little bit of success or maybe they don't, maybe they're just kind of out here on a whim. And then maybe if they pop a little bit in LA, you can be naive. You don't really know how things work. You're just you're kind of looking for companionship. And there are these kind of groups of people that are essentially shameless. They're just really good at shamelessly introducing themselves and kind of being extroverted and friendly and, and helpful. They're very helpful. And also they're connectors. They claim to know a lot of people, you know, and they'll, they'll name drop like, no one's business. And LA is a type of town that like, it's hard to know who you should trust. And for whatever reason, it's easier to trust someone who claims to know someone that you either know or that you at least respect, like from a name recognition standpoint. And these people are just shamelessly throwing people's names around. They're excellent liars, more so than liars. They're just excellent at stretching the truth. Like for example, everyone they know, they'll claim to like, oh, I'm best friends with Hank. They're my best friend. Oh, Jill, best friends. And then you'll meet Hank and Jill and they'll be like, I mean, like, yeah, I met Zach once. They're like, oh, he says you're their best friend. But like, they just, they never really get caught. And by the time they get caught, they usually, it's after they've kind of used. It's they, like a Ponzi scheme. Moved, no, truly. They all have these like side hustles. Like Zach B is a quote unquote, a DJ, you know, which is okay. Sure. You know, the or a lot of, lot of these LA people are, are, are self-proclaimed managers or they're producers. You know, like anyone can say they're a producer, like help a friend make an Instagram reel, man, you're a producer. You produced that video with them, you know, or you're a manager because you know someone who knows someone who you got someone a brand deal at some point, you got them paid or may you made an introduction to them to go to a party. And next thing you know, they're, ma you're, they're a manager, but they're just so shameless and they are good at preying on the naive and so often young and impressionable and they're always willing to pick you up at the airport and a lot of them are nice at you know they'll do you favors and they'll give you companionship and you don't realize you're just being used 
and they're just social climbers. And then you look at like someone like Zach Bia and you look at his face and you go, how? I'm looking at Nick. him right now. <laughs> like nothing about him physically screams, I should be able to date some of the most successful and powerful and attractive women in Hollywood. I feel like there were people like that at college, though, too. Oh, you're talking about the Northwestern goggles. <laughs> well, I, or just I mean where I'm like, wait, but you're not actually like this group of people. Like you're just somehow a part of them. Like you don't share their passion or their talent for this one thing, but somehow you were like enmeshed within it. Like how people are able to just kind of like. And part of it is at the fault of, I guess, the celebrity, you could say, because, you know, you know there's a level of narcissism in every celebrity. And the, again, these people know how to be a friend. So they're they're very complimentary. They're yes men. They're professional like assistants that you don't have to pay for. And then it becomes very kind of muddled and messy between, are they my friend or are they like uh, an assistant? And there's this like, weird power dynamic, but they're also really good at like making the celebrity kind of feel bad. There's a lot of negging and a lot of like putting people, it, it's all very manipulative and mm -hmm. things like that. So like hearing the, the lyrics of the song Vampire not only describe like fuckboys, but to me they, they describe a type of person in LA that if uh, you're moving to LA and you're trying to make it in this town, watch out for these people because they'll mask themselves as, as friends and they're just social climbers who are kind of, and they're fans or things like that, but they're also just really good at being around celebrities. That, and that's their gift is they don't act, they act as if. They're good at acting like they belong. They don't act like fans. They act like friends. And sometimes the people who they're pretending to be friends with mistaken that as they know how to. And again, they also claim to be best friends with so-and-so. It's like, oh, well, I guess you're safe to be around, but they're just using you and social climbing and using your name as currency. And then at some point, they're going to tell someone else that they're best friends with you after you've been like, I've, I mean, I hung out with them a couple of times. In group settings. In group settings, but mm -hmm. okay. Or maybe you hung out with them one-on-one -on -one once and they picked you up at the airport once and then they did something weird and you're like, maybe I should stay away from them. But they go around like dropping your name left and right. This show is making me think charisma is like not a quality to look for in people because I think there's so many people who are charismatic and yeah. because they have so much charisma, there's other parts of self-growth that they're able to avoid by being like, charming enough to always find a new person instead of having to like sit with the consequences yeah. of breaking a relationship or like how Dr. Maya talks all about like butterfly or you know like butterflies being a bad thing and like you know Logan Uri fuck the spark like it's really making me feel like the more like charming and personable someone is the more likely it is what that, are you hiding yeah like just that <laughs> no, they, yeah. they get away it's like the kind of like you know like pretty privilege it's like a another dimension of that of like yeah like personality privilege but truly yeah. pump up privilege there are there just clearly are people who are better at being charismatic and likable and creating chemistry with anyone and so when you say to yourself oh i feel a chemistry with them it could just be their own unique skill set it is definitely something to watch out for and it is it gives you a false sense of security and you know and i'm guessing like with Olivia Rodrigo was what 19 when she was dating the Zach Bia guy, you know, and he's probably like on oh, best friends with Drake and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, how could someone who's best friends with Drake be bad for me? He'd and already dated Madison Beer. Madison Beer. Yeah, you know? It's not like he came out of nowhere. Yeah. He already dated a celebrity. Yeah. I, I feel for her. You know, she just come off the sour drama, the love triangle drama. She just moved to L.A. I'm sure she's she, this boy is being really, really, really nice to her because he wants in. 
you know, Madison's left him. She wrote a few songs about him. He needs to clear up his image by dating this, you know, kind of young girl that people really love. Like they really took her side during the love triangle. I don't blame her at all. I feel so bad for her. But I love the song. Would you rather have someone release your text messages or write a negative love love song about you? Negative that. love song. Me too. <laughs> Same. Because at least there's some romance in it rather than being like, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I honestly, oh, actually, I was like, maybe that was a stupid thing that I didn't mean. But I was going to be like, I think would I rather have no song written about me or a negative love song written about me? Probably a negative love song. Death. Oh, I'd go no song. What? Well, you would rather be the subject of vampire? Maybe not that song. Maybe like Back Dear to Genevieve. December. <laughs> yeah. That's not negative. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're right. The one song that Taylor Swift wrote about an ex that is like, it's, it's not negative, but it is low key like, I didn't like you enough. The nicest thing Taylor's ever said about an ex was, I didn't really like That's you. That's not true. You just haven't listened to the album Lover enough. Hello. Anything she wrote about Joe. Those are all pro. Okay. Pro Joe. But that was during the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Hits Different is a pretty positive it's true yeah it's like how much it's it like how affected. much she misses this yeah, person exactly. but then there's you're losing me yeah mm. tough to date a songwriter i gotta say yes brutal yeah. brutal ali has experience with this <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to his music on spotify yesterday Did genevieve Derek, and you? i we don't know the timing of one was a little suspicious it's catchy i, I think he did but you think he did <laughs> why can't we talk about this I don't know. It's not even a name. I don't, I don't know if it is actually about me or not. So you dated a guy. I went on a few dates with a guy. went on a few dates with yes. a guy who makes music. Yes. And uploads his own songs yeah. to Spotify. Yeah. And you suspect there's a chance that one of those songs might be about your few interactions. Yes. Why? A lot of the drafts were posted like on TikTok and the drafts started right after I ended things and like the, the song slowly became a song and now it's officially out. We love it. Do you find it catchy? It got stuck you in like, all of our it's heads. It's a good song. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to sing it on air. We can't sing it. We can't sing it. You probably appreciate it. Yeah, great exposure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It lives rent free in my head. Yeah. So yes, it's catchy. Derek's the best because Derek actually keeps tabs on like every Can single guy. Can I listen guy. to it when we're done? Sure. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We were going through my, my exes yesterday and I pulled up one of them and Derek goes, why do they all make content? And I was like, I don't know. You live in LA. I don't know. Content. Yeah, it was literally like, you're like, oh, this person. And you weren't showing like photos on IG. You were showing TikToks <laughs> that they made. And I was like, why are they just all creating stuff? Oops. One of them made a rap song without any words. What? That was troublesome. What? Watch. Is that a rap? <laughs> unsettled me. Or is that just yeah, like Yeah, is that just beat? a beat? <laughs> ask him <laughs> it was a fun day <laughs> a little I rabbit hole i'm not realizing because like my big like my ex like the ex is a musician and i just had the thought where i was like damn at any point in time you never got one um no well he wrote one <laughs> he wrote one love song but it was kind of about how he like doesn't it, it was cute but it was also like how he's like cynical like the words arsenic and cyanide are in the love song about me hmm <laughs> But like well, he has an expansive vocabulary. Yeah, he's no. It's I. I kind but of. It is about you. Yeah, but then it's like it's it's the chorus is really sweet. But like it's like it's like the the arsenic side night is how he's like I'm you. a grump. But then you Did make me happy. Well, those are poisonous things. <laughs> I know. Arsenic you say, I'm going to kill you. Well, I just was wondering if he was referring to her as poison. No, although I don't know. 
Really? I, ego from an ego standpoint. You're like, no, not spot. The power. No <laughs> well, I did. I really fucked up because I, my, okay. Do you guys, to me, I know from like the inner emotional side of this, I'm like, this is fine. It's kosher. My ex is still my favorite musician. Like, I think he's the best musician I've ever heard. That's weird. But Taylor Swift exists. Yeah. Like, objectively, it's just not true. It is true. It is true. I, nobody writes lyrics that are better than him. Truly. Like, I've just never met someone who writes more, That's like, interesting not... and dynamic songs. But folklore exists. Yeah. I'm drunk in the back, back of, of the my car, car. And I I'm cried like, like a baby coming Zach home Bryant. from the bar. I mean, like, you know, Dolly Parton. He is, I, I, I almost, truly believe. John Mayer. I almost said Tom Hanks. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, and why hasn't Tom he made Hanks. it? What's his? I don't think he wants to make it. He doesn't really write very like commercially viable the fuck songs. Does... He doesn't. Who is want this man? I already hate it? him. He doesn't want to make it. I, I think he just has me. kind of a complicated relationship. I think it's really weird because it's like his greatest like outlet and like form of self expression is also what he's expected to monetize. And it's just like a funky thing to navigate. And so he's like, I don't know. I think he's my perspective was he was just really big on the craft and like of course like wanted the opportunity to do more but he, you know complicated complicated to do things you like to do the idea is that fucked up am i not allowed to have my ex be my favorite musician no you're allowed it's just um i think we all agree correct me if i'm wrong the household is united against um, me that it, it 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 lacks credibility we don't believe you what does nick think we about believe that? that you believe it but like objectively speaking he just can't be he literally can be I like I will actually go to bat for this man who I would never in a thousand million years. Do you years... consider yourself to be musically like intelligent? Like I'm not like I don't know a lot about music. I, well, for me, I think it's like the lyrics. So I feel like from a writing standpoint, I really appreciate good writing. So I don't think from yeah. you think there's no better songwriter in the world than him. I think he is. He is my favorite songwriter. Like I, I who happen to write a song about you. Yeah, but the other, the songs about his dad are much better. <laughs> that's where the juice is. <laughs> but. Well, maybe that's why, because you know exactly, you know him and you know what it's about and like you feel more connected to his lyrics, which again, don't like make him that good. You're just, you get the most emotional response from it, I guess, maybe because you are connected to it. I feel like I'm going to one day I'm going to print out <laughs> my ex's song lyrics. But you think and I'm going to bring the, give them to people. And, the and I'm going to be blown away. I think it stands alone as like a beautiful poem. I truly think he is like a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant writer. Okay. And he's incredibly like quick and dynamic and funny. What's he do for work? I don't know right now. It's been a while since I've like chatted with him. Okay. Not sure. Does what he's your up to. current boyfriend know that your ex-boyfriend is your favorite songwriter? Yes, because I said that without thinking uh, mm. while we were hanging out. But we were talking about exes, to be fair. Oh, yeah. So it was like we were on the ex subject. That's like me being like, we were on the ex subject, subject, and I just happened to mention that my favorite sexual experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Kim Kardashian's a hero. So speaking of, okay. Yes, she is. She is. The Skims creator has saved someone's life. With her, she saved many body lives. Suits. I mean, she saved this many lives. True. But this is a literal. But in the life. literal sense, yes. it has happened. This woman was shot. She is okay, thank goodness. Where was because she shot? under her dress, I don't know, <laughs> in her body. <laughs> it says she got like a a lacerated bladder or some a punctured something with the bladder. She got shot four times. Oh my so, god! Four times. Yeah. Was, By was, whom? It was like she was caught in crossfire outside a food truck. Oh my That's what an article God. said. In so. Kansas City. In Kansas City. Kansas right, City anyways. can get rough. 
So she says, the night I got shot, I was wearing a Skims shaping bodysuit. She's she's 22, by the way. It was so tight on me that it literally kept me from bleeding out. I recommend it. I'm definitely going to buy some more. This was, she's also sad. She says she's sad because this is the first night she was wearing it. So now it's covered in blood, obviously. Oh, no. So, yeah, it keeps it tight. Yeah. It does. But, yeah. I've but worn Kim, them. Kim reposted her video and just said, wow. She should send her some free. Maybe. Maybe she yeah, is. Maybe a little she package. Is. We don't I know. would imagine that Kim might hook it up. Yeah. 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 No, those bodysuits suck you in. I can speak from personal experience. They look like they're made for babies and they somehow, you and somehow get in it. High quality fabric, it seems. Yeah. Yes. Does it, in. Yeah. does it, like, after a while, does it get uncomfy? Not You've really. never worn a skim? I don't think so. I've never worn a I'm a skim virgin. Okay. I wore it to the Taylor Swift concert underneath my blazer. It oh. really kept me all... Me in. Yeah, is it comfortable? Yeah. Seem fine to me. I yeah, mean, it seems to like it. Yeah, I, I like it. Too. My body and a shit ton of soft blanc. We were happy. I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> I feel like that's like when you re- read like an Amazon review. That's like it's like for a table, and someone's like, "I wrote my most successful novel in this table, like five stars." And you're like, "Okay, I guess it's good." Like, oh. like that's not expected, but that is awesome. And I hope Kim K sends a package. Kept yeah. her in there, sucked mm-hmm. her in four times. That's insane. Yeah, outside of a food truck, bro. <laughs> Um, wait, Genevieve, I want to talk about this article that you found about Matt Damon negotiating with his wife in couples therapy. Yes. Yes. So so on the topic of, you know, therapy and couples counseling and, uh, you know, setting boundaries between partners, Matt Damon is doing it right, I think. Uh, So he has been in couples therapy with his wife and something that they spoke about there was him taking a step back from acting, you know, to focus on his family. Fair enough. He's done a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one stipulation he did set in couples therapy is that if Christopher Nolan were to reach out with a role, he would be allowed to take that. And so that is what they agreed upon. And obviously that came to fruition. He's in the new Oppenheimer movie. And good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It's more like a back to the uh, uh, boundaries versus like rules. Right? That's more of an expectation. It's not really a boundary, right? Right? I don't or know you, if it's technically an expectation either, though. Well, the expectation is why it's not a boundary. Not, or is it just reaching a level of understanding? Or is it just a rule? Well, yeah. Well, rule is like an expectation. Hey, uh-huh. I expect you. A rule could also be a boundary. A rule could also be fucked up. You know, like I, I feel like. Sure. But again, we. It's important to have in, in the In terms of expectation, category. hey, I. Back to the Jonah Hill thing. His expectation is that she wouldn't wear bathing suits or surf with dudes and shit like that or not surf at all and quit modeling. That was his expectation. He framed it as a boundary. Well, Matt Damon's wife, though, I mean, rule expectation is that that's his work. It's his job. It's his career. Hey, she was literally asking him to take a step back from work, you know, and that was an expectation or a rule. I mean, that's just whatever you want to call it, but it's not a boundary. I guess is what I'm saying. Totally. It's a request. Like a boundary would be, again, like she can't, you can't set a boundary for someone else. You can set an expectation for someone else or a rule for someone else. And you set a boundary for yourself anyway. But uh, healthy communication. And that's the thing. That's the nuance between, you know, here's a married couple. The, the, the parallels, and it's interesting, the parallels between these stories, there's a lot of similarities. A couple in a relationship, one's married, one's not. There's that. But in, what, in both instances, one person in the relationship had some demands, rules, or expectations around their job, the other person's job, with a request to do less of that job. And again, so much comes into like how it's communicated 
and how it's received. And it sounds like, you know, they were, Matt was receptive to it and they had some, you know, good communication and dialogue around this. And then, and it was healthy and open-minded. But that's the thing. So much goes into the nuance of these conversations uh, more than anything. But it seemed, it's kind of a cool story, you know? What if it, all of a sudden it came out, a message is between Matt Damon and his wife, and, and what if she was saying how, like, you're just an egotistical actor and all you do is spend time, blah, blah, blah. And all, all of a sudden that conversation changes between what they agreed upon, you know? So, like, a lot comes into how it's communicated rather than what is actually being asked. We jump to a conclusion. It's like, how could you stop one from doing their job? Well, and that, this is a perfect example. A lot of people have kind of workaholic mindsets, you know, and they're constantly working. And oftentimes their spouse might say, hey, you're not home, babe. You know, like you're not spending enough time with us and the kids. And, like, and people have a right to ask their partners to maybe pull back from their careers and their jobs and their personal ambitions and things like that. It comes down to how it's communicated. What else we got? Gigi Hadid was arrested, but oh. she was released. She was released. It says Gigi Hadid released after being arrested for marijuana in the Cayman Islands. Her rep came forward and said Gigi was traveling with marijuana purchased legally in New York City with a medical license. It has also been legal for medical use in Grand Cayman since 2017. Her record remains clear and she enjoyed the rest of her time on the island. Gigi then posted some photos of herself on her vacation on Instagram and captioned it, all's well that ends well, and a video with the song Cruel Summer playing. Loved you know? the post. That's pretty funny. It's, yeah. It's, Loved the post. Yeah. I mean, I guess, who cares? She made a mistake. So, and why she she got arrested because it wasn't... I, maybe they didn't know it was like, because it seems there's a lot of emphasis on the word medical. I'm wondering if that has, if they didn't know it was for medical reasons or if they thought she was traveling sure. with it recreationally. I know oftentimes when you're traveling with stuff like that, that's where the... The issue comes in. But yeah, shortly after Hadid and her pal arrived via private plane, custom officials searched their luggage and allegedly found a small amount of marijuana. Um, and they arrested her for it? Two days later, Hadid and her pal were formally charged during a court appearance where they pleaded guilty and were both fined $1,000, which for Gigi Hadid, is that just like 10 bucks? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. It didn't ruin her day. No, it does not. It did not. It's the fact that it was a story probably more than anything was annoying. Yeah. Do you think people like celebrities care about people knowing whether or not they smoke weed? Like, do you think because I feel like I'm not very tapped into like societally, like I have a very specific well, uh, societally. I still it's still not thought of as the same as, say, alcohol. I think it's unclear to the consumer of weed at times of where everyone stands on the topic. You know, we live in a our, our American culture, not only is okay with alcohol, but promotes the consumption of alcohol. In, in fact, we have a society where that if you don't drink alcohol, you're actually considered weird. I feel and, like and TikTok you're is changing that, though. Sure. But, I feel like there's like this new resurgent yeah, wave. Yeah. Of I mean, like, alcohol is becoming yeah. the new cigarettes for sure, but I'm just saying, historically speaking, Whoa. it's still in many parts of our country. It's not only acceptable, but it's praised and encouraged as a part of a, a social kind of acceptance. I think that point is so accurate about alcohol becoming the new cigarettes. and I think mushrooms are becoming the new weed. Yeah. But it's still also judged in some circles. So if you're asking who's comfortable with it, it's just like, you know, if, if you talk about smoking weed, you're running the risk of, you know, offending someone or having them judge you for you know, having kind of a 1980s 
mindset on weed and being like they're a drug user you know type of thing the devil's lettuce yeah meanwhile they're just like saying that while like drunk off their ass <laughs> while you their know? liver is like yeah please stop <laughs> so pop off Gigi. All right. Well, that about does it for our little uh, roundtable discussion. Uh, Before we get to Gina, don't forget we have another episode of Better Date Than Never live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to hit you with the topic uh, probably sometime today on our social media, so look out for that. But either way, it's going to be fun, wacky, and wild, and we're excited to have you guys join us, so look out for that. Uh, We also have Vile Files Plus available for y'all for all your updates from texting office hours, sweating the wedding, and just your general Ask Nick questions. There's like 11 uh, Ask Nick update specials on Vile Files Plus for, for all those of you who love our updates that we drop on Vile Files once a month. There's so many updates waiting for you. Just go to vilefiles.com and uh, sign up. It's free to sign up. Check it out. A lot of fun. Don't forget to send those questions at asknick at thevilefiles.com for all things Ask Nick. Texting office hours. We have a wild texting office hours today. Uh, you'll enjoy that. And I promise you, you're going to enjoy Gina. Well, let's stop talking about her and let's just get to her. Drizzly, the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep right when you need it. That's right, Drizzly. What a great invention. I don't know why it hasn't been around longer than it has been, but tell you what, it's here now and it will save your day when it comes to not having to like go to the store just to buy some beer, wine, or spirits. You know, and so whether you're throwing a party and you run out of booze or it's just a lazy day with some inclement weather and you think to yourself, babe, how about a nice glass of wine? And you open up the cabinet and you realize you don't have any. Or maybe you do and you're like, this is all the same crap we've been drinking and I want something new and refreshing. Well, Drizzly has a smorgasbord of options, especially when it comes to wine and beer. I know all you wine and beer people out there, you, you love a good variety. You love trying different stuff. There's so many like micro brews or just kind of regional wines and things like that. Drizzly has it all and it's super convenient with delivery and under 60 minutes. Natalie and I use Drizzly often to send gifts. There's a lot of parties we don't want to go to, don't want to tell anyone, but we will send a nice little like, hey, sorry, we couldn't make it to your amazing party. Oh, here's some Drizzly. Uh, no, it's a, we send a bottle of wine. Drizzly, the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep right when you need it. Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery. Just go to drizzly.com or download the Drizzly app today. D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. Drizzly dot com. The eighth wonder of the world. Natalie and I were up at the lake house and we're like, we need some Brooklinen. We're not sleeping as comfortably as we want to. Part of the problem is we're not sleeping on Brooklinen's beach. That was a true sentence from Natalie Joy. It's great stuff. And when you love what you're sleeping on, you will not want to sleep on anything else. And that's Brooklinen. High quality material with low, low prices. 100,000 five-star reviews. You don't have to take our word for it. It was founded by the dynamic duo of Rich and Vicky. Husband and Got wife. A, well, we, we love a, a husband and wife partnership. Brooklinen is the perfect way to build your own indoor oasis to escape the heat. The options are endless, so do yourself a favor or simplify your shopping by bundling bed, bath, and both. Also, they have great loungewear. They have great robes. Everything they make is high quality. It feels comfortable in your body. It's incredibly soft. For all you hot sleepers out there, Helps you stay cool. They have an all-seasons duvet comforter that's like, it's perfect. Again, literally for all seasons. So you don't sleep hot. You're not too cold. You're snuggling. You're comfortable. It's great. 
Check out Brooklyn. If you haven't yet, you're missing out. Trust me. So shop in store or online at brooklinen.com to give yourself the cooling sleep you deserve this summer. Use promo code VIALL for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use promo code VIALL for $20 off plus free shipping. Gina, welcome. How you doing? Hi, Nick. I'm I'm fabulous. Actually. Really? Well, yeah. I like to I'd like to uh, start all our interviews by asking the question, "How is your heart?" Aww. So, how is your heart? And I was looking forward to asking you that after watching episodes five and six of this season. Yes. And I was concerned about your heart. My heart is incredibly full. That's great. And I think super healthy. And I think that that's, I love that. that's good. I hope it, I hope I stay there. I hope so too. Yeah. Has that been a work in progress? I mean, I think for anybody who has gone through a divorce, honestly, just like breakups in general, right? But more sure. so when there's like more intense reasons why people split up and then kids involved. Kiki's like, I'm out. This yeah. is too intense for me. <laughs> She's like, boring. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, but I do think that, you know, it takes a long time. And I think that mostly I've been really good. Like my relationship with Travis is like literally always been a game changer. He's such an amazing human. I just love life with him. But navigating through, you know, two divorces, blending our kids, our families is a lot. And me healing from some of the stuff in the past is obviously like you've seen like stuff comes up right sure. so it's a journey i don't know if it ever really goes away but like the more that things come up and you acknowledge them the easier i think that and believe it gets yeah. to being able to look at those things have them come up and then not having such an intense emotional reaction to those things do you really think it never goes away well i think that it was a huge thing that happened to me in my life but i do believe so i do think there's always going to be things that come up that remind me of that time or take me back but i think as you go along on your journey the way you react to it becomes less severe, less intense, and you look at things differently. Yeah. What's the hardest part or what from your past relationship or divorce, what's the thing or things that come up the most when you say, I don't think that'll ever go away or things come up? What's the thing that is more triggering for you or the thing that as much as you might try, it just finds it w its way back into kind of your emotional real estate, so to speak, that you're you're working on letting that affect you less and less. I think that the lesson that I've learned this year is that you can't really predict the things that are going to necessarily trigger you or sure. bring you back to those moments. And you have to just go through it and allow yourself to have those moments. Like, I don't think that triggers are necessarily bad things. I think that triggers are, you know, normal responses to something very emotional or traumatic that you went through that's bringing you back there that gives you an opportunity to look at something that is hard to look at so that you get more comfortable with what you went through and then you can release it. Sure. And I think the more times that you are triggered and you have to process and look at those things, the less and less emotional you will get each time that it happens. So oh, yeah. I'm looking, I it, and, and I feel like, you know, the show, for instance, when I went through it, that was very emotional for me. Now I have to watch it again, but I don't feel triggered by that. Like, What's, you so know. It's, it's harder to film rather than watch for you? It's not easy to do either really, but. <laughs> But I do think, yes, I think it's harder for me to film because I really do just put it all out there. I say everything I have to say during the season and I feel all the feels and feelings. And then honestly, when I watch it, it's always not as bad as I 
think it's going to be in my head. I just started watching. Uh, what do you think? I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, Bravo is putting out so much content. It is, I'll I be know. honest, hard to keep up with all the delicious content that they put out. I know. I am new to the... Uh, the OC Bravo Housewives. Sphere. Not not so much Bravo as much. I'm new-ish to Bravo. Okay. But I'm new new to OC. Well, welcome. It's been fun. We're happy to have you. I am happy to be had. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is a good time and it's a good cast. This is a good time to come in, I would say, 100%. Why do you say that? Because it's better now. The How ca- so? The cast makes sense. Who? It's not, it feels less like a cast and more like these are just actually my peers and friends. Interesting. So who previously on the cast would you describe as like dead weight, like happy to let them go? Well, I think a lot, a lot of the women um, who didn't make it, like Emily and I started and everybody since who came on after us mm-hmm. has not stayed. So like, and I don't, I feel bad saying dead weight i think it's more like you didn't you didn't yes you you didn't connect and it didn't like whatever like fit right so like the bronwyn i actually thought bronwyn was a great housewife until like and i feel bad saying this because her health is her priority and she needed to get sober and she's doing great now and i think that's great but she was like messy and fun when (laughs) i think she was great and then when she got sober it was like just too much for her and she needed to focus on her health Noella was just made no sense at all. I was like, I don't even ever know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're here. I don't know. Just don't know. So many things. Elizabeth Vargas is a sweet, sweet woman, but she again made no sense. Do they know that they made no sense? Or do they, would they agree with you? Are they happy to be off? I, you'd have to ask them, but I don't think anybody is like happy opinion. to get fired. Okay. okay. Especially like when the people who come on who are so like, I am the next queen you know a lot of these women come on and they that's like their person they're like i'm gonna be the fan favorite and i'm gonna be this and that because that's why they're doing it like for that and that is never successful let's pivot for a second just because i know you're such a fan of pop culture I and am. you have a, a podcast I about do. pop culture what's the name of it orange country Ooh, orange country yeah well, let's let's talk a little pop culture Sure. And I'm expecting some hot takes, Sheena. Oh, my gosh. Because okay. you are a host. I am. Of your own pop culture I am. We show. mostly talk about, it's not exclusively pop culture, though, I'll be no, honest. It's mostly just like, like relationship, like mental right. stuff. Like every, You're going to thrive in this environment. We're a melting pot. Speaking of divorces. Multiple so divorces. Who else is getting divorced? We got Sophia. Vergara and Ariana Grande separated from her husband, Let's focus Dalton. on so- Sophia oh, yeah, and Joe Ariana. for a second. Okay. Sophia and Joe. Because had, had, had Ariana announced it or was she just seen without a ring? Well, she was seen at the Wimbledon, um, Wimbledon right? without the ring. Yeah. And it says, uh, we're told their differences. This is Ariana and Dalton. Uh, their lives became vastly different when COVID restrictions lifted. Their marriage uh, kind of worked. A minute ago. Yeah. But they said their marriage couldn't work in a post-COVID world. Dalton, an L.A. realtor, like when was we taken weren't aback. stuck at home and forced to stay inside with each other, we no longer had things in yeah. common. So <laughs> we weren't forced to yeah. be together. The space and capacity to pursue yeah. individual interests. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we had the ability to do whatever the fuck we wanted, the last thing we wanted to do was spend time <laughs> with each other. We were like, oh, wait, actually, you're, you're the last person Ooh, on my list. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, you. <laughs> No, but Sophia and Joe, I think that surprised many. Yeah. Did that surprise you, Gina? <sighs> yeah. What's your take? Who do you blame? I don't know if I bl- I think maybe just they're-, they're Unreconcilable just differences? Too hot. I think they're both, both too hot. just too hot. I don't know. The that only, is a good looking couple. The only thing I really know about Sophia- She's spicy, I'm sure. Well, um, 
I, I feel like this is okay. I kind of did I tell this story or not? I don't about know. the photo? Yeah, the, yeah. I, that's you only what it. I think about. Yeah. It's Sophia Vergara. Well, no, it's uh, it was it was Sarah and Wells's wedding. Okay. Sarah Highland, okay. Wells Adams, uh, friends of ours. Yes. Obviously, Sarah uh, co-star with Sophia on Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you may know this. And this sounds, I guess, it just sounds silly to. Uh, and probably most people are listening, but if you happen to go to a wedding where there are people who might have some sort of public profile, as mm-hmm. you may know this, Gina, that there are often opportunities that present themselves to maybe have your wedding be talked about with the likes of, you know, your E! News or People or Vanity Fair or GQ. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different opportunities out there. And, and part of securing these opportunities, there might be some agreement with said publication about uh, exclusivity, a first looks of the wedding, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. And so part of that, if you are, are going to these weddings, you know, I've been to a handful, the, the, the couple or someone in the wedding will graciously ask the guest, Hey, listen, can you refrain from posting for a set period of time, you know, maybe to like Tuesday or something. And everyone's mm-hmm. just happy to accommodate. Some people might forget, you know, like for, for example, Sarah and Wells's wedding, I think Natalie posted something, Hey, we're going up to wine country. And Sarah reached out to Natalie's like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. Because you, you feel weird asking. It's like, hey, sorry. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Can you not, like, pose because, yeah. like, we have this thing? But, like, listen, it's really cool to have your wedding be featured. Like, I don't even know if there's money exchange, but if nothing else, it's kind of a cool, right? Oh, you get married. 100%. It's like, oh, my God. We were, like, People Magazine talked about us, our wedding. And, I mean, like, it's so, I mean, nobody can argue with that. Everybody's putting their wedding pictures up on right? their Instagrams and social so, medias as if it is People Magazine. If you told anybody, oh, we're going to put your yeah. wedding photo on the cover of People Magazine. I mean, who wouldn't so, shit their pants? So fun, right? That so, is so fun. We're at Sarah and Wells' wedding. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, don't, everyone, they're like, don't, don't post. Okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> And then the next morning after the wedding, it was like Sophia Vergara was just like not giving a fuck. She was posting the wedding cake. She was posting the the classic car they had. Like all the first looks oh, were going through Sophia Vergara's God. Instagram. <laughs> I and love not, that. She broke the story. She, she broke the story. And I don't know why or like if she didn't care or she didn't know better but like that was my only impression of Sophia Gara being like you know what I don't care that you have this deal I check out my Instagram for the latest news on oh Sarah you know what honestly wedding. I'm impressed that Sophia Vergara runs her own Instagram account she does so kudos yeah, well, to at least her. she did that like, day you know? yeah, that's yeah at least sure. she did that <laughs> yeah. day yeah she was getting so she all the was, I don't know if that ruffled any feathers but there was a bit like of that uh, Teresa there thing. were some next day conversations uh, what Teresa thing I'm sure well remember when uh who leaked the invitation to Teresa's wedding oh Ramona oh, Ramona got oh. invited from New York got invited to mm-hmm. Teresa's wedding and then posted on Instagram oh the so invitation the invitation that said the date the time the place <gasps> yes and I think, think that's an honest mistake up, that's yeah an, oh yeah. totally yeah. I don't think yeah Ramona that's very I feel like that's very <laughs> Ramona classic Ramona but it was just, I thought it was hysterical. And she like, doxed the wedding. Was funny. Yes. Ooh. And she, I think they ended up changing the venue, but I'm not positive. That's, That's just funny, though. That's just good. Yeah, honest comedy. mistake. Yeah. yeah. I don't, do you think Sophia knew she wasn't, or not, didn't care? How and, much did they ask? Like, how much did they sit, mention, don't, please don't? Like, well, maybe I will she didn't say know. that it was like, I feel like most of the people there kind of know this. Like, it's like a general just, understanding. I just remember going to this wedding and, and I, I asked Wells, I'm like, hey, I just want to make sure, like, I'm guessing you don't want us to, and he's like, oh yeah, please don't. They definitely weren't like ramming it down people's throats mm-hmm. and trying to be obnoxious about it. Do you so, think though that there's a difference between like our industry 
that is everybody knows that's like a thing right and it's a lot of partnerships and a lot of stuff like that but um like with Sofia Vergara and like that level of they're just their job is different right they're like actresses and actors and yeah. do you think they're as aware of that yeah I do okay because like well you know Us Weekly or People Magazine might like you know I think Sarah and Wells is, was I, I don't I mean, it's already out. It was Vanity Fair. They were covered by Sophia. Should she should have known better? Yeah. Like, it, there might not have been like a influencer type of deal or whatever. But yeah. like, there was a level of like discretion. You should have yeah, exclusivity yeah. that yeah. I just don't think. I think I feel like Sophia should have known better that she wasn't supposed to offer the first looks of the wedding. Like any bride would want to have control of their first look. Period. Whether you're going into yeah. People magazine or whatever, or or just in general, like nobody wants like your third cousin that's at your wedding to post something on Instagram, like a side profile that you don't like. You would definitely always yeah. want to be the. First we even did that. that for your engagement. I remember being at your house. We did like a surprise engagement party, and someone, one of the bachelor guys was like filming the little like hors d'oeuvres and he was like I probably shouldn't post this I was like don't you dare I was like not until she walks into that door right there I was like because Natalie's gonna see it oh my god But like you think about those things yeah totally I mean it's hard for me sometimes with the show because you know we have parties and things and for my friends like they're just real parties you know they're like events that and then my friends don't really understand they don't know you know they don't understand that world it's like they get excited and of course they want to post and it is kind of uncomfortable because i do sometimes have that like i've had to ask one time like oh my god i'm so sorry i know you're like supporting me and you love me but like that's content doesn't really it doesn't really belong to me and i also like want to be aware of my job and like want to keep all the storylines secret and not yeah so it's about you have to you it's a thing you have to deal with maybe joe is just like tired of sophia always like getting dibs on like leaking other exciting news for the couple he's like no what about me like (laughs) well i feel like it also shows that sophia is probably in most scenarios operating under the mindset that like she's the bottleneck of privacy and discretion Mm. like because she's as long as she's okay with it then it's fine well i'm sure she's often surrounded by people who are less like kind of concerned or have to be less careful about that so she just has this mindset of like oh if i think it's fine it's fine i mean she Uh, literally is a main character her job like she's a she's a true star she is a list yeah she's at one point she was the highest paid actress on tv she's yeah. a plus list yeah and we have a main character epidemic in the world so it might be tough for an actual main character to tone that down yeah especially like you could see how in a marriage like if it's a reoccurring thing of like she's not meaning any malintent but she just how long were they married for seven, seven years. years not, not bad for hollywood what is joe doing do we will, is, is hollywood is it a matter of not if but when divorce i don't know tom hanks i know and that's Rita what Wilson. i always think tom about and hanks they, uh, they uh, love each also, other also uh it was kurt russell and um but they're not married goldie hahn yeah but that's, but they're like but me and they're travis like, they're life we're partners. like lifers yeah yeah well you got you had a somewhat of a wedding you For posted yeah that was really cute that was literally my kids we were at travis's parents house and my kids were like don't come outside we're we're preparing something, a surprise. Like, it was actually so cute. They did this whole, like, impromptu wedding for us. And they, like, got Travis's mom's, like, I don't know, some doily thing from upstairs. And they made a whole, like, walkway aisle. And my son, Nicholas, walked me down the aisle to drive. And then they sang Fancy Lake to, at the end of it. It was really cute. Presley, Travis's daughter, like, officiated it. But it was all just like they did it that day. So it was like around. an unofficial wedding. I really, well, people thought I really got married. 
So well, kind of like, did. Yeah. I feel like unofficial wedding should, or maybe might be a new thing where you have the ceremony, but there's no legality around it. Right. It's just more. I actually feel like that's the way it should always be. It's just easier. Like, why do we have to sign a contract? It right? seems actually seems a little sterile to but me. Outdated. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, different days. Like yeah. the emotional symbolic celebration right. and then the like paperwork day. Right. Yeah. The paperwork is just such a it's such a buzzkill. Uh, who buzz who on your current cast do you think would be most likely to spoil the first look of someone else's wedding by not considering how, who on your castmate is is the most that person. Sophia Vergara? Uh probably Shannon. She would do it by like a real accident, like a butt dial, like I swear. Oh, so it's more clumsiness. Yes, that's not, what I think. Not, yes. Not selfishness. Intentionally. Um, Who's the most selfish? Well, I also believe she is the most selfish, but I don't think <laughs> Clumsy she's- Clumsy and selfish, how fun. Techno technologically savvy. So, okay. you know, I'm dealing with different- That's why I don't know if any of them would be that quick to the- share tamra probably if it could get personal gain from it it would be tamra she's the most she would be the one to get the pictures from someone else's wedding that she wasn't even at and be able to post them like she is like a stealthy mm. like who do you trust the most who do you trust the least i trust emily the most i trust shannon the least 100 percent. Hmm. i trust emily like hardcore okay. she is one of my best friends and what don't you trust about emily or shannon she's just never been someone who i could trust or like has been particularly kind to me it just is what it is so speaking of me watching the new season can we talk about jennifer for a moment sure i want to make sure i understand the full story mm -hmm. can you walk me through the jennifer drama maybe if you can fill in the holes she was in a relationship she had some kids mm -hmm. with someone Five kids. and she cheated on him? Mm-hmm. Cheated on her husband with Ryan, who you see on the show. The douchebag who seems to be obsessed with married women. Your words, not mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine with saying. <laughs> and how old is Jennifer? Uh, I think she's about 10 years older than me. So she, I'm 39. So she, or maybe she's like eight. She's like, I think she's like 47. Mid to late 40, 40s? Yeah, she's late 40s. Yeah, I'm team you here, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yeah. I am too. I, and it's, listen, like people can make mistakes. And I also think people have a right to fall out of love 100 percent. uh people have a right you know and and sometimes unfortunately falling out of love can happen when you have children totally and you have had wedding vows and, and shit like that but cheating on your husband only to then move on now did she cheat she cheated on with the douchebag yeah guy mm -hmm. interesting right um and then he's since Rossed her, so to speak. Is that the? It seems they were on me, a break, and then he had a hundred percent. Yes, a hundred percent. But I, and I think there's other stuff in there. It seems to me that since Jen has gotten on this show, he is very committed. Oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is is Jen like a like a mid forties pick me? Um, like needs the attention. Well, sort of. listen, like I, I just I I do think age matters. Now, mm -hmm. listen, I think you know people mature at all different aspects of their life, and you can be a young, very mature person. You can be an older, immature person. 100%. But I find it really concerning for Jennifer that in her mid forties, she is making decisions that are truly hurting other people and herself and herself yeah and it's, that's not excusing people in their early to mid-20s who might do something as similar but yeah i mean i do give those people more grace you know yeah if you're in your mid-20s you're, young, you're yeah. six or seven years removed from like counting on your parents for like life like, lessons that's what your 20s are for yeah 
Exactly. But to be in your mid 40s and not only cheat on your husband, but do it with someone who clearly is the type of guy who thrives off of preying on people who are starving for validation Mm -hmm. Uh, and attention. She's Uh, insecure. I am concerned for for your girl, Jennifer. Yeah, I I very much like Jennifer. So I just want to be clear about that. Like, she's I'm not even trying to be a dick. But it is what it is. And I've said this before. Yeah. Yeah. Like she... I think that Jen doesn't really know who she is. And I think that she doesn't have a foundation of who she is. And I think that she is very insecure. And I think she was a small town girl who found Will and was enamored by him. And he moved her to the, you know, across the country to Orange County. And it's shiny and great. And and he kind of, you know, maybe gave her this life and just she just acclimated to his life. And it's like, this is your life now. This is who you are. But I don't think Jen ever did a, like a much soul searching. This is all speculation. And then it's like she's unhappy in this marriage, but she's not like confident enough to exit her way out. What are her options? What is she going to do? She's probably scared about it. She meets this guy. He's giving her attention. I mean, it's very cliche. It is what it is. Totally. You know what I mean? She's bored at home. He's not giving her the attention she wants. She goes to the gym and, oh, it's so shocking. The juice bag at the gym gives you the attention that you want. And then you you destroy your you know family life for that. And you think it's this love. And then he plays with your mind and your heart. But you excuse it away. I don't even take it as like destroying her family life because... And I, oh, my, the reason I say that is because, like, again, people have the right to fall in love. Yeah, you know, but there's if, a certain way that you can exit out oh, I that think doesn't was, impact. I think it was terrible yeah. what she did. And that's my point. I think what yeah. she destroyed was her character, yeah, her credibility, her children's willingness to, to trust her, mm-hmm. right? It's like, how could you, yeah. you know, because you could sit your kids down and be like, hey, listen, sorry, I know it's really hard, but mom's just not in love with dad anymore and things like these happen. Let's all get therapy together and handle mm-hmm. this the right way. But like mom's, yeah. you know, doesn't love your dad as opposed to like the betrayal. You know, we've covered Vanderpump at nauseum oh, on the sure. show. As and everyone and the time. reality is like, I don't think Tom, you know, there's a lot of opinions on Tom Sandoval, but at the end of the day, I think Tom Sandoval just doesn't think cheating's that big of a deal. Yeah, I think it's his, more of a value his, system. His, like integrity standards are just lower. That's who he is. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think I don't think Tom's the only one. I think no. what, we saw something on Tinder. What did you send that to us, Amanda? Yeah. What is that? The two thirds of people on two Tinder. Two thirds are, of people on Tinder in are in relationships. Now this is a social media article, so it's you know not being re- vetted by the Pew Research Center, but it is. A Let's kind call of... it ten percent or fifteen percent. <laughs> That's a wild number. Yeah, that is to it, know it, that yeah. if it's ten percent, one out of ten people you might match with on Tinder are probably married or in a relationship. Yeah, I mean that's that sounds about right though, because I do feel like everybody's stepping everybody. It, do you feel yeah, yeah. like, because watching it back on the show, you seem to be the only one. And I know it sounds like, you know, you're personally affected because obviously you were on the receiving end of infidelity. Mm-hmm. But why are you the only one in your cast who seems to be willing to kind of stand their ground on more of a character kind of issue and say like, hey, Jennifer, we love you. But like, I, I don't agree with what you did. And, I don't know. and you seem to be comfortable with your actions. And while I'm not trying to come down on you and call you a bad person, like I'm really uncomfortable with how you seem to be um, justifying, yeah, yeah justifying or just me. or normalizing the, Normalize, the this behavior. Yes. And it seems like your castmates are kind of, you know, they'll talk behind her back and be like, oh, she's like delusional and things like that. But why are you the only one who's willing to say? I don't, I think what you did is not okay. I'm very confident in who I am and my character and I'm not perfect. 
Obviously, I make mistakes, so I'm not pretending to be better yeah, than everyone who makes mistakes. But yeah. I know who I am and who I am not. And so I never have a problem saying that. And I don't know, maybe some of them have personal experience or a personal relationship with, you know, infidelity themselves. And they don't and want to be so hypocrites. They don't want to be hypocrites. Right. And maybe maybe they don't have any experience with this and they feel like they can't attest to it. It was crazy to me. I literally was like, I felt like I was going crazy. I was like, why am I the only one? who is like, wait a tick, this is insane. Like, why are we going to sit around and listen to this? Like, oh, poor is me. Woe is me. Like, you didn't go on vacation enough. He didn't take you to dinner enough. So that's okay now that you slept with him. And also what really bugged me, really bugged me was the fact that it's like, I hate when people do this. It's like, I didn't have an effect like I had an affair. I'm going to lay on the sword. I'm the worst person ever. But then she always had to follow it up with, but there was no physical contact. Don't quantify like the level of the crime. You know, it's like, don't say I did the crime, but I didn't do it as bad as other people. So it's not as bad. It's like, look at this, look at this. I did the crime. Yes. I'm disgusted with my behavior. I don't want to repeat this behavior. Here's the work I'm going to do to figure out why I did said behavior so that I can make sure that I don't do it in the future. That's the right. only conversation you should have with yourself and with your peers. hundred percent. And if that was what was coming out of Jen, I would have no problem with it, but I felt like that was not what was coming out of her. So it didn't feel like she was truly owning it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And then that was bothering yeah. me. Like, look, Jen did not cheat on me and my ex did. And I have a great relationship with my ex, but I didn't always. And it took him time because he had to look at that and he had to truly accept responsibility for that and then work on himself and he did and I, so I'm in I'm all about that I'm all about how you recover I'm all about personal growth and learning this is life right we mm. all go through it's linear and then we fuck up and then we keep going so like to me the fact that he was able to look at that pack his pride aside truly take responsibility for it and work on himself for us to be able to still be a unit and a family, I think is so respectable. That's great. And I'm like, thank you for getting me to a place where I'm able to respect you again. And now we can all co-parent and be a family. And I think that's admirable, you know, and I think that Jen deserves that too. And I think she will get there, you know, like even like Raquel's a young girl. Do you think she's doing the work she she needs to do? She could get better. Um, I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. Seems like she's on private jets a lot and with the what's his name with Ryan. Yeah, I don't. It's I the, think it's I the don't backwards hat and the gym shorts for me. He made me never want <laughs> to wear a backwards hat again. The splatter paint pants. It wasn't. I mean, no. Natalie, my fiance loves me. I'm not. A, I've never been a hat guy. She likes. She loves me in a hat. But watching that scene between Jen and him, and he was wearing that backwards hat on the couch. Yeah. I was like, he's older than me, but like, and I don't look as old as he looks. But he made me never want to look wear a backwards hat again oh, for like you know, know what if i i don't want to look like he looks like a guy who's just like hanging on to dear life to his like you know bottle popping days That's- i love long island so much is where i'm from and i love everything about it but like he reminds me of so many guys from long island like what does she see in him <sighs> validation he know. just validates her. he is really you you would get it i think you I'm sure, have a, i think your read on her i think is fair and I think if you met him, you would instantly understand why she stays with him because he is that guy and he presents really well and he's super likable and he's super nice. Well, if he's, he's a guy you who everything you want to hear targets married women, he like, you know, 
unfortunately, there are a lot of people in marriages, men and women, who feel forgotten and lost and, you know, get the life kind of gets in the way of giving each other the attention you used to give each other. And so this motherfucker knows that and he's out there just like complimenting a bunch of like married people. It makes her feel good. Right. And I think it's also probably very scary for her, the thought of truly being on her own, which I think is why she was in a loveless marriage for years and didn't do anything about it, because I think she's truly scared to to it isn't easy. To like have to look at look at her situation like she's married. She has no idea what's going on financially in her life or her home. She has five kids. She's in a separate bedroom from this man. They're basically, you know, estranged, I guess, at that point. And like to leave, she like, what is she even going to do? You know, like it's just a scary thought. It doesn't come natural to a lot of women to be like, well, I'm just going to get a lawyer. Like most women are like, I don't even know how to get a lawyer. Like, I don't know what, like you need this paperwork and then the paperwork's going back and forth. So hard to read. It's so hard to under, it's a lot, you know? I know but so. like, I mean, she has friends. She's got you guys. She's got the show. I mean, can't yeah, you just ask? Maybe now yeah. she'll get, I don't know. I think if I was going to mom her, the best thing for Jen would be for Jen to be on her own, learn to stand on her own two feet and navigate through this by herself, get to know herself a little yeah. bit better, work on herself more, be okay with being alone and then move on. But that's obviously great advice from somebody who's on the other side of it and can look back clearly. She's in the middle of it. So well, we wish for the best. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious for you being on the other side of it. I feel like a big topic of conversation after recent episodes was this balance of how much do you leave past relationships in the past versus how much do you talk to your current partner and give them context for some of the stuff that you're going through, some of the mm-hmm. stuff that triggers you. And so how do you and Travis navigate that in terms of like your own discerning what to share with him, what to work through with him and what stuff you kind of want to work through as an individual? Well, I think, first of all, the biggest, maybe one of the biggest factors of whether you should talk about the past or the present is if your past stays with you forever. And my past does. Like, my ex is a part of my life forever. So not talking about my ex is not really an option. Also, like, I truly believe that that was, like, one of the reasons why I loved Travis, because we both went through really shitty divorces, and we could lean on each other, and we could talk about everything I think it's case by case, person to person. Um, And I think like Travis is not insecure and he is not threatened and he is always about making things better. And that's where his mindset is. So that is a good platform and a good, you know, person to go to because because of who he is. If you're dating somebody who is sensitive to that or a little bit more jealous because that's one of their personal issues or whatever, you probably don't want to touch that, right? Or you have to go to therapy. I would maybe have a therapist in the room when you're talking about some some of that stuff. But um, for me in my relationship, I have always, I was just talking to Trav about this because I think this is actually very interesting. I Since day one, we've always dumped on each other. He came into my life at a time that was like after one of the most horrible life experiences, events of my life that I went through with my ex. So not talking about that just really wasn't an option. Plus my whole life is on TV. So I think it would be really weird if I was talking to like America about all of these things and not my partner. That's We're true. just like, you're, I think your partner is the person who really truly should be there for you through thick and thin, through everything, through all of your emotional ups and downs and be able to help you reestablish balance. And your relationship should be the balance do you guys at least give each other the the space to say i'm here for you babe but like could i just not hear about this 
right now yeah, without I getting think, defensive because yeah. I'm assuming at some point it might just be like, hey, I, I do want to be the person you talk to, but like, oh my God, I want, can we not talk about them right now? Yeah, I think you learn how, to, like when is a good time and when not. Like if he's already super stressed or dealing with something else, you know, then I probably don't want to like add on to that. But I de- think it depends, right? They say that people, that, that relationships are supposed to be 50-50, but they never are, right? And they say, you have to balance each other out. So like if it's a day. Well, the Nevi are simultaneously, but right. they should be over the you course. You equal like 100%. Yeah. Yes, right? So like if he's at a day where he's at 30%, I could be like, well, let's talk about Matt. This yeah. is a great time, you know? But honestly, also, I am not very, I, like I'm saying that because that sounds good, but I'm also really not good at that. Like I'm very in the moment emotional. So honestly, there are definitely days that he's at 30 and I'm like, I'm sure. just going to dump right mm-hmm. on you again. Yeah. But like Travis is such a, incredible human that he can carry it you know and I think that was the first time that Heather said that though that I actually was mindful of that like I thought I never even thought about it until Mm -hmm. she said it and I was like wait a minute maybe I shouldn't be you know and I did think about it for a minute that's why I wasn't mad at her for that she was there she was being a friend to me in the car she was giving me um, advice that she truly believed so in the car I was like okay you're here for me in this moment that's okay maybe that is something I have to look at but that also wasn't like the top priority thing on yeah, the I mean, list it, honestly it made sense when she delivered that advice yeah. it's just like you know but everyone's relationship is different and yeah you know the next night I got pissed at her because yeah, like, I, I honestly didn't understand why you got so mad because be bringing it up at the table like that so casually after she didn't check on me at all like that night the day after and then to revisit that to me felt like oh wait a minute this is something now that you're trying to make a thing that you've been talking it went from oh you're my friend who gave me advice to me feeling like you were just talking shit about my relationship with these other women and now you've all come up with this thing that I still have feelings for my ex and I got extremely defensive about that because it's not about that that makes sense it just pissed me off. Yeah, no. I, I, Sometimes I, get I just get pissed. pissed. I, I hear you. I want to go back to, to to the housewives, but I do want to ask, have you seen the uh, Miranda Lambert drama? Oh, that with the selfie? Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, like for Okay. Do, do you, either of you want to update our audience? I, yeah, I think it, most people about know it. about it because yeah. I find it to be wild. So I also updated it this morning because the fan themselves has oh. said, shared their experience. Oh. But oh. Miranda Lambert stopped a show to call out two fans taking a selfie. Um, and Miranda said, quote, these girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. Sorry, I don't like it at all. We're here to hear some country music tonight. I'm singing some country damn music. And she stopped mid song. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like in between songs. She was 20 seconds in to a new song and this did the whole like stop okay how old are these women the fan said it felt like i was back at school with a teacher scolding me for doing something wrong and telling me to sit down in my place i feel like she was determined to make us look like we were young immature and vain but we were just grown women in our 30s to 60s trying to take a picture oh my the so fan, it wasn't even like a couple like 21 year olds. No. And the fan noted that it took 30 seconds at the most to snap a photo with her friends. And they took the picture quickly and were going to sit back down before Miranda caught them. Who gives a shit if it took 12 fucking minutes? Maybe they wanted to take a selfie to they like memorialize, to the, like, yeah. you know, the carousel of photos that you post on yeah. Instagram where there's going to be a photo of Miranda like 
He's singing her song, and then there's going to be a selfie of the you and the girls in the seats having a good time. Love like you're it. Miranda. They are fucking marketing your goddamn right. concert, and they want to be like, had so much fun at the concert last night. Like Miranda popped yeah. off, and like, what the fuck, Miranda? Yeah, yeah. That is, I, I totally think that's. that's is anyone siding behavior. with Miranda? I'm not siding with her. I guess the only way to kind of like. in her head justify it was like the straw that broke the camel's back like if she feels like as a performer like she's trying so hard to like go out there and she's on a rigorous tour schedule and she wants to give people like a good show and she wants you know she wants this feeling of like connection with fans and it's like the difference between being in the studio and actually getting to see people and have them hear her music live I mean she does always have the option though then to pre-screen who she wants to come make like significantly less amounts of money and then do it for pure entertainment value I read something recently about Billy Joel (gasps) wait please don't say anything about Billy because he's my king no it's wonderful okay. you'll, you'll enjoy right. that it's to your point he's that apparently and i i haven't <laughs> verified really this I've i seen, just went to his concert with stevie nicks i saw I this at so many selfies i saw this <laughs> i saw this on the internet so i maybe it's a rumor maybe it's true but Obviously the rumor true. is is that billy joel is kind of fed up with what he presumes is a bunch of rich people who can afford oh, first, I know what first row say. tickets yes. or like the first two rows so he doesn't sell them. Mm-hmm. To your point, I he takes this. less money. He doesn't sell the first couple rolls of tickets. And he has his people, whoever they are, go up into the nosebleeds and find the diehard fans mm-hmm. and brings them down to the first two rows so they can enjoy Billy Joel. That's, That's what like, a, Taylor Swift does. Right? She has he, her mom go through the stadium and pick people. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like you, you, you're going to make less money. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to sell those tickets for a couple grand or whatever, you know. And so he chooses to have the, the, the fans that he wants in the fr- front row. And I'm, they're also probably taking selfies still, being like, oh, my God, Billy Joel. Yeah, they're like, ah! like oh, the <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, calm uh, yeah. the fuck down, Miranda. Seriously, she got to settle down a little bit. That's aggressive. And, and those people paid to have an experience and whatever they, they, the, you know, they want that experience to be should really be up to them. She's going to do her job regardless. And as long as she's not like taking a cell phone to the face, which seems to be an interesting trend lately, mm. you know, where everybody is just chucking. What's the trend? There's been several performers lately. Who oh, have been getting beat, But she's not the only one. There was also. Well, Harry got like kicked in the nuts, didn't and, he? And there was someone Baby Rexa with yeah. the phone. Someone threw the ashes at pink. Kelsey Ballerini yeah. had the friendship bracelet in her eye. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they're getting there people are now just Calm starting down, to do it's it a, to do yeah, it. The, yeah that it, i disagree with i mean if you're just taking a selfie right miranda you could be getting you could be like literally balls you can't. thrown at your face right? you know? like, seriously yeah I don't what know. also i'm seeing something about bb and text messages with a shitty boyfriend what's what's this all about oh, yeah the alleged text from her boyfriend commenting on her weight um the message says I never said you weren't beautiful. I never said I didn't love you. In fact, I said how beautiful you are and how much I loved you. But I always said I would be honest with you and your face was changing. So I told you it was. That was the conversation we were having. And you asked because I care. Would Mm. you rather I lied to you? You gained 35 pounds. Obviously, you gained weight and your face changes. Should I pretend it didn't happen and that's okay? Come on. I gained three pounds and you called me chubs and fat. Doesn't mean you don't Mm. love me. Interesting. What do we think about this? I mean, he could have definitely left out the you gained 35 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. He's on the defensive Like, now, why though. are we being so specific? A C- couple questions. How do we feel about these, this trending pattern of people 
releasing text messages of like mid relationship conversations that, you know, certainly lack context. Not that there's ever like, but I, listen, I've been in several relationships. I'm currently in a relationship where my partner says to me, promise me, promise me you will never let me look like this or promise me you will be honest with me if I change X, Y, and Z. And I'm always like, yeah, sure, babe. But, Don't let know, me get fat. I do that to even, Travis too. Not I even necessarily him. the word fat, but that does happen in relationships. Yeah. Her boyfriend is claiming that conversation happened. What do we think about having conversations with your partner and where do you draw the line between just giving mean feedback and trying to hold each other accountable? Are they still together? They're still together, though. Are they? They're still right? together, and she's or just they like. Broke up Let me see. Over they're this. still together. The Jonah Hill thing. I don't. I think that's not good. I just think. Well, he sounds like a dick. That's oh, for sure. I'm not, I think he's wrong, but I don't agree with her releasing those text messages because I I agree with a lot of what you said about that. Like, that it, it's not. It's misuse, and it's not. It really yeah. didn't seem like it seems like he is wrong and he needs to make an adjustment there. But yes. I don't think he was intentionally trying to be abusive. And I think there really is that putting that out like that's almost abusive because now Jonah Hill is taking yeah, a hit. I mean, there's, you know, Internet trolling uh, yeah, without it's, it's, being be able to have his own narrative. And that's and now people who are clicking the, you know, and now the clickbait and all that is totally highlighting him in a way. Now everybody reading it is already has a preconceived, uh, you know, uh, you know, viewpoint yeah, because messy, of what yeah. she put out there just seems unfair. And it seems like what does personal gain does she get from that? Except now I know who she is and I didn't before. You know, so it seems a little. Yeah. I do think it's an important conversation to be had about like therapy talk and how like about oh. you know we've talked I a lot about the like, conversation it created around therapy but talk. She could have yeah. just had that discussion without completely out of left field, like putting somebody. You know, and you don't know. Like now, he maybe he did do work and he did work on himself and he did move on and he is in a new relationship. Maybe he's with a woman with children and how that affects everybody else. It just seems like we're at this place where we're so quick and okay with releasing anything without any consideration of anybody else, their feelings, and or kind whatever. of forgetting maybe the role we played or things that we have said in relationships or things that we might have had to apologize for yeah. as well. Yeah, but yeah, Amanda. Ellie, what do you guys think about BB releasing this and her thoughts? Because, again, that's a very common conversation between couples. I think it's the release of the text more than anything. I did look it up. It says they've been going strong since 2020, so they're still mm -hmm. together. I mean, I don't think it should be released. I think that should have stayed private. I do think it's what like... What did the text say? I don't love that at the end of the text, the one that I read the like, come on, I gained three pounds and you called me chubs and fat. Oh, it but, seems oh, like there's... Oh, those were their actual yeah, texts to the each message. other? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I it's, mean, it why just... Why did she put... Why did she release it? She must I, have been pissed off that day. Yeah. But I don't... I don't know. I'm like, it just doesn't seem like it's probably the healthiest of if you're gaining three pounds and suddenly you're calling each other chubby and fat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that. They both probably have That's to work thing. on like, the way they you know, speak to each other. Yeah. I think we've lost the uh, art of understanding that when it comes to relationships, they're hard and messy and we sometimes have to apologize to our partners and we say mm -hmm. things that we don't mean and we sometimes say things that can be hurtful and that's not okay no but it and does honestly, happen most of the time that we do that we're saying them to be hurtful you know sure. what i mean in the moment yeah. and and then you feel and then you regret it and you feel bad and you have to apologize and 
move work on that and move forward and hope that what you've said isn't damaging enough to you know create too much of a of a problem speaking there. of things uh, that were hurtful who was it who was it in the group that were lying to heather they were clear i love how heather approached it she's like were you being rude about me i loved her line of questioning because it wasn't about like, were you being rude? They were clearly being fucking rude. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we weren't like talking. Sh no, were you being rude? They were clearly being fucking right. rude. It was like I so obvious. And you called them out for, for them. I do want to ask you, though, where do you think you draw the line between standing up for your friends and starting drama? Well, I think that that I I I yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I know that going into that conversation with Heather when we were shoveling this shit that this could potentially cause drama but to me it feels worth it when i really feel like my true my friend has her eyes closed to something isn't seeing this accurately and i feel like she's kind of being like made a fool of oh they were totally mocking her and, and the fact yeah. that they pretended otherwise like made me kind of but i didn't see all that you know what i mean so i don't know definitively if they were or weren't but based on the conversation from the previous night i felt confident enough that heather was completely closing her eyes on this and I'm like, I didn't get it. And I'm like, you're going to look dumb and like, you're going to let why? And like, also, why are you so mad at Taylor, a woman who you barely know? Why do you care what she thinks about your career? But you're not mad at all at Tamara, who's supposed to be your friend. If that was like Emily and Taylor, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't give a fuck about what Taylor said about my career, but I would be pissed at Emily. Yeah, no, I hear you. And that was my mindset. How often when you guys watch this shit back, are you guys calling up, be like, mother? <laughs> like, or do you like save it for the reunions or like well, how? Yeah, like, it's hard to navigate through that because you are really supposed to save a lot. Yes, for that. But I'll I mean, tell which you. we appreciate because we love a messy reunion. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, Who doesn't? Obviously. Yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah. It's like Savage City in there. But are you guys like fighting via text and Heather calling each other up and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, she texted me right after the first episode aired and she was like, I'm disappointed in you and your comments that you made. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, just wait. If you're pissed now, we're pretty much not friends anymore. But then um, I think that she I said, you know, do you want to talk about it or whatever? And then I didn't really hear from her. And then more episodes came out and she reached back out to me. And I think she felt really bad, you know, and she actually like apologized. And I was like, Heather, look, we have to just agree that we I care about her. I actually really do care about Heather and I respect her. And I was like, you care about me. I care about you. We care about our friendship. We have to try as hard as we can to not let it affect us and to be in the space that we're in now. And it's really hard to do. But I'm like, also, if something else comes up that it bothers you, let's just be open to the idea that like, we can talk about it. But like, we can still be front. Like, we don't have to have it end our friendship. Like, look, the bottom line is this show is really what happens in friendships, right? Where you have a group of girls, sometimes you get pissed off at one of your friends, and then you go to your other friend and you talk shit about that friend. It's all in the spirit, though, of venting, trying to move past things and let it go, usually, you know? Depends on how much you like that person or don't, right? But that's real life. But the difference is, then you those people don't sit down three months later and then see all that venting. Yeah, that's tough, you know, mm, but wild. it's but the job is to be real. And the reality is, if I'm in this group and then Heather or Tamara or somebody pisses me off, I'm going to go to my friend Emily and I'm probably going to talk shit about them. And like, if I don't do that, that's not me being real and authentic. And then like, there's no show, you know, well, we appreciate your authenticity. 
just out here for the people. Well, it's time for texting office hours, uh, Gina. Uh, you down to help? Uh, I think we do have some friend drama. Yes, yeah. I thought this so, would be perfect ooh, to get Gina's opinion at, on. Pro to help uh, help some solve some friend drama. Are you okay. you down for giving some totally down. unprofessional dating advice 100%. or friendship advice? Amazing. Let's Completely get into it. Unlicensed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unsolicited Back room. Yeah. There like, we go. If we fuck up your life, it's not right. our fault. It's yes. if you listened. <laughs> All allegedly. All right. Let's bring him up. Need a break from reality? Feeling down? Well, cheer up, Buttercup, because Paramount Plus has your great reality escape. Escape into new seasons of the biggest competition shows out there like Survivor, Big Brother, and the Challenge World Championship with the boldest personalities from the family Stallone to Rue, Paul's Drag Race All-Stars, and Queen of the Universe, and the wildest drama like Are You the One, plus hundreds of previous seasons all streaming at your fingertips. See, reality ain't so bad. Embrace your reality with Paramount Plus. Stream now. Rocket money. Hey, are you? Are, do you like wasting money? Do you like throwing away money? Do you like burning $20 bills? I'm guessing no. Well, unfortunately, you all probably are. Every single one of you listening to this has an app that you've been paying for that you no longer use. You probably didn't know what it is. It's probably buried in your phone. But how do you find out how you're being charged? Well, you you do it with Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost you? Well, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know how much you're spending exactly every month, then you need Rocket Money. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I myself have saved over a thousand dollars by using rocket money imagine how much you can save over 80 percent of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about and chances are you are one of them rocket money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for any you don't want to pay for anymore just hit cancel and rocket money will cancel it for you it's that easy rocket money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off people stop throwing away your money cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. How's it going? Hi, my name is Jen. I'm 25 and I'm fighting with my long-term best friend. I'm trying to see if she's being protective or manipulative. Okay, what is the thing that you are trying to figure out whether she's being protective or manipulative over? Like what's going on in your life that she is... Uh, inserting her opinion on? Basically everything. Where I live, who I'm talking to, what I'm doing with my daughter, okay. what I'm doing for work. Okay. All right. And why, what makes you think she's being protective and what makes you think she's being manipulative? I think she's being protective because she tells me that she really cares about me and she wants the best for me. I think that she's being manipulative because the way that she's doing it is super negative. Everything about my life decisions, she just talks about them negatively and kind of controlling. Okay, what is her biggest critique? Well, probably with dating, just like who I'm talking to and then where I live because I'm so far from my family and I have a daughter. So she thinks that it just isn't the best decision for us. And, and why do you live where you live? I moved out here for school and then okay. I got pregnant. So now I kind of, I'm kind of have to stay here, but I also really like where I live. Okay. So you like where you live. Okay. Love it. Great. So that's really and all. And you're the... finishing your education. Yeah, I just graduated actually last year, December. 
Okay. Congratulations. But at the end of the day, Thanks. you like where you live. That's what matters. Well, that that settles that. Um, yeah. You, you can live wherever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, she misses you, and I'm sure, and, and are you building, do you think you're building a healthy support system in your community? That's what I'm working on. And so the last time that we talked, I was starting to tell her about all that, how I was going to a mom group, how I was going to the gym. And I just felt like I was like trying to convince her when it was the truth. And she just still didn't like really believe me. Now, what about your dating life is she is the most critical about? Well, she doesn't like my daughter's dad. She also just doesn't like the people that I talk to in general. Yeah. 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 I'll change that. Thanks. (laughs) Exactly. And she still talks about him as if we are together. Like she tells me all the time how I, how did I not see the red flags with him? And I'm like, that's so pointless now. We're not together. Mm -hmm. Like why bring this up? Do you say that to her? Yes. Well, in a nice way. (laughs) What do you mean in a nice way? I can be confrontational, but very nice. Like I just say, well, honestly, you know, I don't know how I didn't see the red flags, but I'm trying to do better now and I'm doing the best I can. I think you need to be more direct. I know, but because, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, well. Why are you scared of? You're a single mom who can who finished her education and is raising a baby on her own. I mean, you should be proud of yourself, really. But, but I mean, it also like, great. think about, like, listen to what you're saying, right? You're like, I'm trying my best and blah, blah, blah. So if I'm someone giving advice, right? And I hear mm-hmm. I'm trying my best or whatever, and I think I'm right and I think you're wrong. That's not me hearing... I'm not interested in your feedback. I'm happy with my decisions. Also, this isn't helpful. All you're really doing is hurting my feelings. You're not saying any of that. You're just saying, I'm doing my best. And she's thinking, well, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the friend who can be open and honest with you. I've known you forever. So I'm just going to keep letting you know. So like on this particular issue, there's nothing you can fucking do. You had the kid. You're not dating him. So the fact that yeah. she keeps bringing it up and throwing your past mistakes in your face, because that's what she's doing. And maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. even see it. So like sometimes you got to be honest with your friends and you got to let them know how they're actually making you feel. Because right now there's a disconnect between you're not communicating with her, how her words are actually making you feel. You don't want to hurt her feelings. So you're just like kind of being nice about it. It's like, well, I'm doing my best and blah, blah, blah. You're not saying, hey, babe, listen, to be honest, like, what are you trying to gain from critiquing my past choices? First of all, at the end of the day, what I got out of it was a beautiful baby and I like couldn't be happier with my kid. So like he might suck, but like at the end of the day, I'm happy with my choices. Also, I'm not fucking with the guy. So why do you keep critiquing my past decisions? Why do I want to talk to someone who's constantly making me feel bad about myself? Like I'm open to like constructive feedback about future choices, but what the fuck am I supposed to do about this? Exactly. That's how I feel. And that's why in these texts, I kind of felt like I said that, but not like in the nicest way possible, because I was nervous to talk to her about all this, but I know that I, I knew that I wanted to. So you're asking her for advice. Is that right? Because so basically I sent her a text, like a screenshot of what my uh, baby's dad, like sent me. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, why does he think he can text you things like this? And then he asked, and then she asked if I was mad at her because I hadn't been like talking to her for after she came and visited. Like I kind of stopped talking to her for a little bit. And mm-hmm. that was just because I was nervous to have a conversation with her. Does she have kids? No. She Is doesn't. she married? No. I would say my first advice would be 
you're looking to the wrong person for advice about this particular matter because she has no connection with it and she doesn't really know any of it. If I was you, there's like a lot of really good, you know, divorce and people and like uh, even on Instagram, there's like a lot of like uh, co-parenting moms and stuff like that, that you can you can tap into that environment and plug in there. And I feel like you will get so much more out of that because I think a lot of the problem is like finding the right places to get the right advice. And this clearly is not the right place for for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so don't even like share that I kind mean, of stuff. I mean, I'm kind why? of, you know, you're not going to get back anything you want. Like I'm, it's not going to be productive. Yeah. I'm kind of 50 50 on that, you know? Like, I think it's great to get advice from people who have, like, real-life experience. But I also think, as your best friend, she can offer you advice. She just has to, like, but recognize. She's, she's not giving She's got to recognize advice. that there are certain <laughs> things that she doesn't have experience on, right? Yeah. So there's, or, a, yeah, there's or, a balance. Yeah. Or you could just say, well, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I just, it doesn't seem like she's positive ever about the ex in the situation. She's obviously affected by it. She's yeah. listened to you bitch and complain about this man forever. And now you procreated with him and she obviously hates him. And hates him for you. And her feelings are about that in that situation are always going to spill out on to the advice that she's trying to give you. Because there's no way she can disconnect from that. It seems, you know, if she can, great. But she's obviously putting her own emotion on the advice she's giving. And that's not necessarily helpful for you. You know, I just think you always have to think about like, ultimately, what are you trying to get out of this? Like a positive whatever. And if you're not getting it, there you can tell her but if you tell her and tell her and tell her how many times do you tell her before you just got to kind of give it give it up how how did she respond to these text messages because yeah you you kind of mentioned her that it's just kind of hard to hear her constantly you know talk about where you live now versus where she wants you to live and yada yada how did she respond to that well at the end she never replied to me the last Mm. message i sent she never responded and this was like maybe a couple months ago now and she sent me a snapchat after that and then unsent it and was like oops didn't mean to send that haha and i just didn't reply to that so the last message you sent you write no i completely understand you want the best for me and i love you so much and i appreciate that it's really just that i have so much going on and things i'm working through that any negative comments or things that could be taken that way are just too much for me because i'm doing my best i was going to bring these things up to you in another time but just wasn't sure how to because I was nervous. I love you lots and don't want you to think I'm mad at you. A lot of comments are normally sarcastic and joking, but they add up for me. And she just didn't <laughs> respond to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, I think you've done a to that. decent job. Maybe you just check in because, yeah, listen, this is, this is about, you know, communicating clear expectations. People often confuse like expectations and boundaries. Again, like you can set expectations with other people and then you can set boundaries for yourself, whether you want to deal with people who don't meet your expectations. And yeah, it's like, listen, you're my best friend. I know that you're looking out for me, but every once in a while, it seems like you're putting your needs of missing me over my happiness. Because I, mm-hmm. I love where I live. So when you comment about that, it just hurts my feelings. I'm always going to appreciate you looking out for me when it comes to my love life and dating life. But I do need you to trust that I actually like, and I'm a capable woman, you know, I'm doing a lot of great things. I mm-hmm. went to school. I've been a single mom. Like, that's not easy yeah. to do. So like, it would be nice for once in a while for you, as much as you care about me, to pat me on the back now and then. And that's an area of your life that you feel confident about, right? So I feel like she should be able to communicate yeah. that, like, that's an area that like you feel good about and you don't, you have other areas that you don't feel good about necessarily. So like, 
you don't want her to harp on the, like take away from something that's a positive. It's like you're trying to bring everything back up. And maybe like also, what do you think about like the people that set the tone? I'm like so impressed by those people that they tell you what they need out of the conversation where you have it. Like they say in your oh. relationship, um, am I looking to vent or am I looking for advice or whatever? Like maybe instead of telling her what she's doing wrong after she's giving you this advice, when you get before you start the conversation, you tell her maybe what you're looking for. Yeah. Up you know? like, or yeah. have a conversation about her. Like maybe she wants to hear more. Maybe she's yeah, like, getting way too involved in your life. Like maybe it could be a good reset to just ask her about her issue. Like, you know, if this dynamic isn't working right now and it's upsetting for both of you, like I'm sure she would appreciate feeling checked in on, feeling loved. She misses you. And so and that's not to say that you're not doing that and you have every right to vent to your friend and have a support system. But if right now that's a little tricky, I think maybe expressing a lot of interest and care about her life and having her Mm -hmm. doing the talking and you maybe doing more of the supporting and advice giving could be a good flip. I think that's also like an interesting area of our friendship because she is very she's a very private person. I'm probably the only person that she does share that kind of stuff with. But I don't really know how to give her advice on that because I feel like it's such a touchy topic. Just anything. Like All you can do is ask, life. how's it going? What's new? If, yeah. Yeah, if she, listen, if she doesn't want advice, she's not going to receive it. <laughs> How long have you known her? her like junior high. Oh, junior yeah. high. Yeah. So you guys ten, are like, yeah, like 10 years. But for this immediate yeah. situation, here's what I would do. Stop texting with her about this shit. It's going nowhere. You know, I'd call her ass up, <laughs> FaceTime her. <Okay. laughs> and I'd call her up. Don't call, okay. FaceTime her. And then say, hey, you never responded to my last message. I just figured oh, I'd God. give you a call. No, and okay. then you say it as a joking matter and just be like, listen, I just wanted to call you because, listen, you're, you're my best fucking friend. Yeah. I've known you forever. So, like, yeah. let's just talk. And listen, I, and then, as always, if you ever listen to this podcast, always lead with a compliment. Yes. Like, first of all, I love you. I know you have my best interests in mind. You're the type of friend that I can always go to. You're the type of friend I can always trust to be honest with me. And honestly, I appreciate that so much. However, mm. every once in a while... Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And like just going forward, I just, it would be nice if you would like recognize some of the things I am doing well and pat me on the back because it just seems like recently when we talk, you're just full of like critiques and criticisms. And honestly, I value your opinion as a friend. And for the persons whose opinion I value, all I'm hearing is negative shit from you. And I know. I'm doing a good job in other aspects. I'm not perfect. And I always want your feedback, but I need you to throw a little like love my way, you know? So lead by example, like be the friend that she, you want her to be to you, you know? So yeah. reach out to her, pay her some compliments, let her know all the great ways in which she is being a good friend and, and all the ways of a friend that you appreciate. I and love then, it when you have to like call a friend that you need help and advice from, but you have to spend this time like yeah, kissing their ass first. But that's, like, that's a relationship. You're, the, you're in this spot yeah. now. So you're, but you, I do agree. And I think mm. that also, you know, it's not the worst thing to be like, look, before you're saying she delivers all this negative stuff, like th- this isn't about you being negative. This is maybe even, I recognize this is about me being super sensitive right now because I'm going through like, a transitional phase and I don't really know what I'm doing and I feel a little bit out of control and out of bounds and like maybe what I'm so how I'm interpreting it even maybe I am being hypersensitive but uh, and I'm not saying you are I'm just saying sometimes when you just kind of lay on it a little bit it gets that person to turn a little bit and then they start to feel a little bit more it's a manipulation I'm not saying it's not it's not even that I guess I'm just a little worried in this particular situation of you saying you're sensitive because I don't want her to jump on that and be like yeah you are 
I that's actually, okay. I, no, I Why know, but I because I, I want Jen to show her friend strength. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I want right. her to kind of like set a new expectation that's of, fair. hey, this is what I love about you. This is what I need from you. Yeah. Because I think right now they have this friendship dynamic that Jen plants this seed of like, well, maybe, maybe I'm being like a little sensitive you are being and her friend's like, yeah, well maybe yeah. you are, you know, like I think, you know what I'm saying? I think she is jumping at these, like I lack for a better word, like these weaknesses that you show and she's not mm. giving you credit for your strength. So I want you to demonstrate more strength with your friend. And I want you to like set an expectation of the type of friendship that you need from her. And you just fucking tell her, yeah, this is what I need from you as a friend. And I want you to, I want you to meet these expectations. I love you so much. Your, your friendship is so important to me. Sometimes we just like, that's the thing. Just tell someone, Hey, I need you. And, but this is how I need you. But I need you. And if you, if, 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 you, if yeah. some, if you feel needed by someone, you're like, well, how, how, how can I meet your needs? And you're like, I'm glad you asked by yeah. doing this, you know? And so I think you just need to reset your expectations with your friend. That's all. And I and love you. Do you it over and FaceTime. You enough to ask yeah. you that. Yeah. And you and and you demand answers when someone doesn't text you back that you think call their fucking ass. You've known know. her since junior high. You don't need a permission. This call is her not, mom. This is not <laughs> some guy. Mom. Yes. This is not some guy you went on two dates with. You <laughs> right. don't want to sound pushy. You call her ass up and be like, why don't you fucking this respond? This is important to you. Yeah. yeah. This is important to me. This isn't something that I'm just going to let go, go like a ghosting situation. Yeah. I mean, I see that. Yeah. If the, And then you just have to be ready and prepared for what might be on the other side of it. But Push she'll back. show you who she is, right? So I think if you do show a little bit of strength and you lay it down you tell her what she needs and then she has the opportunity to respond and if she responds with wow like i i hear you and i want then you'll know she's really a great friend and if she doesn't respond that way then you know she's not she's not that person and then you can move on and not feel bad or not like meander about it just totally. like move on i think this or is more stop than, asking her for yeah, advice i think it's more than television i think you know love and strength think of love yeah. first i'm gonna lead you're gonna lead with love call her up i love you i love you you're great you're amazing this is what i love about you you're great also by the <laughs> way you've been pissing me off kind of thing yeah you know and and then, and then end with it's love a lot of male too. energy yeah that's a that's yeah. a very man way of handling it and i agree with it i think that sometimes that is a good like just get get in there get direct st stand up for yourself yeah i don't like I guess putting gender like, labels eh. on it i think we can all you it know. is a little though i mean we can't we are who we are yeah. i mean it's it's not a bad thing i think it's i think no, I that it's more direct i agree you with know? you i just not think we like, live in a time where we uh I don't want to. I'm not man shaming you. That's okay. I'm no. actually man boosting you. Thank you. That's yeah. something I like about the, the <laughs> men's. No, I, I just I just want everyone to feel like they can be direct when when the time calls for it. Yeah, you I know? think you're right. You have the right to not tiptoe. Don't You've scare. You've known away this it. person forever. It's just like such a waste of time to like tiptoe around being direct with your with your closest friends. Can you do that, Jen? I, I think that I am like normally a direct person, but I think that since I've known her for so long and since her opinion does matter to me, that's why I'm so nervous because I don't want to lose her. Well, you could say that to but her too. I, that sounds great. But yeah, but to say that to her. <laughs> um, but to Gina's point, if the only reason you're friends is because you are placating her and only telling things that she can handle, that's not a real friendship. That's not adding value in your life. It could be a friendship, True. but then you have to put that friendship in the right category, right? Yeah, Which is, like this is someone when I, I go hang home, out with I get have, to say, yeah. this is my middle school friend. I've known her forever, but yeah. don't go to her for advice and don't tell her your deepest, darkest shit. And, and because it's not in your best interest and it doesn't serve you well. But if you can 
directly try to reroute it and she does change and work with you, then that is it. And you should give her that opportunity. She deserves that opportunity to rise to the occasion. Give her a shot. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Was this helpful? That was helpful. I'm still nervous, but I I can do it. All right. Well, we want an update. We're we're demanding an update. So I want want an update. After you FaceTime, I want to know how this conversation went. And so please do us a favor and let us know. Okay. We will I be, will. Fo- we will be sure. following up. All right. Best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Take care. Gina, this was so much fun. I had a blast. I could talk for hours, but I know you have to go. I could tell. Yeah. But I uh, should get Please back let my audience know where they can find you, all the great things you're doing. Plug away. Yes. Um, all my social platforms are at Gina Kirschenheider, which is incredibly easy to spell. I know. Actually, I have to say, Nick, you, because I've heard you kind of like saying that I'm going to come on the last couple of days. You say my last name so well and oh, so effortlessly well, it's uh, not without mistakes it was great though we, we edit the show whatever <laughs> practice you did you yeah, really nailed we, it there uh, when the it mattered, can i yes. ask you one more question yeah i know you're from long island yeah do you have like midwest relatives because you seem to have a bit of a midwest twang like a twang in I your know. voice I and do. there's a bit of a don't you know in there i'm like does this person have cousins from Minnesota? Like, I know what you're saying, and I don't know where it comes from, but I've always been like that. Like, even uh, my I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so like, we love, but like, I'm just like, where is she That's from? That's why you're so nice. You're yeah. like a good Midwest boy. No, I know. I'm from, I'm straight up from Long Island. I'm very Long Island. I don't know what that is. Every once in a while, I know I say, like, I say dog. I don't know why, but then like nine times out of 10, I'll be like, dog, dog, dog. But then sometimes I'll be like, dog. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. They have to All give right. me subtitles on the show a lot. <laughs> no, I mean I totally understand you, is. but I'm just like I don't know. It's just the way I talk. Maybe like it's she's like being from in California now for so long. It's like a little bit okay. Confused. I'm confused. All right, that's fine. That's no, I is. mean, like I, pff, no one can understand me. I get it's the fine. words out. You know. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I had a great time. Great. This was super fun. Also, Gina, it. where can people find your podcast? Um, yeah, well, anywhere anyway, where you get your podcast, remind them it's the Orange name. Country. Orange we Country. release new episodes every Wednesday. Um, would love you to swing through and and come hang out with me and Shane McAnally as my co-host. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Sounds like a blast. Can't yeah. wait. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at thevowelfiles.com for all things Ask Nick. Don't forget, we have another episode of Better Date Than Never live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a blast. Don't miss it. Check it out. All right. Bye. Bye.